This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And I am your host, John Allen. Uh, Before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to talk with you all about how you can support the work that I do here on my podcast. If you look at the description of this episode, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast platform, you can look in the description and you'll see a few links, a couple, three links where you can click in and donate in support of my work. Um, those donations are greatly appreciated. You guys are um, the inspiration. You guys are the support that keeps me moving and keeps me coming with this content. Uh, and I greatly appreciate it. So um, now this is the first episode that I've recorded in quite some time. Um, I want to say it's been over a month since I last recorded an episode. Um, the last couple of episodes that I released were pre-recorded. One of them I pulled out of the archives, if you will, um, from back in the summer. Um, I think I recorded it like the 16th of July, and I just put it out last week. So uh, the reason for that is because I've been kind of laid up. I've been a little bit... Um, uh, under the weather, if you will, after a uh, crazy surgery. Um, I don't know if it shows up on the camera, but if you look on my arm here, you'll see some um, scars from some stitches that were put in. What they did was, uh, as you as you all know, I've had a, a lot of trouble with uh, this, this shoulder. I've had, um, I don't know, seven, eight, nine surgeries all told on my shoulder. I've lost count. And this most recent surgery, they... Um, my surgeon detached the long head of my biceps, took it out of my rotator cuff and reattached it outside the cuff uh, at the top of my arm here. So that's what was done uh, for this last surgery. And hopefully this will lead to me having less pain in my shoulder. It's a little too early. Um, it's just a little over two weeks, what, maybe seven, 16, 17 days since my surgery. So it's a little too early to tell whether or not... Uh, it was successful and it, and it uh, has, has dampened some of the pain. But believe me, I'll keep you guys updated and I'll let you know. So what I want to talk about is in relation to my surgery and, and in relation to this whole series of surgeries that I've been having since 2015, 2016. And the topic is, what do I do in between these surgeries to stay in shape? Uh, or as in good a shape as is possible in between surgeries. Um, so I want to talk about how to stay fit after surgery. Now, I want to drop a little hint. Um, for me, staying in shape and keeping my health in line in between these surgeries has a lot to do with mindset. And I'll get into that a little bit uh, a little bit further out in this little discussion here. Um, okay, so how do you stay in shape in between surgeries? Well, Unless you're bedridden, uh, and I don't want to sound harsh or like I'm speaking from a lofty position, but I want to say that if you're not bedridden, you know, if your doctor hasn't told you to stay in bed, then I believe that you can do something to improve your health in between surgeries. Um, and again, hinting to, uh, to this thing about your mindset, I want to say that a stationary body equals a stationary mind and a stationary mind will equal a stationary body. Now, what does that mean? Um, 
like I say, unless your doctor's told you to stay bedridden, you know, get up and do something. Um, if you're not operated on your lower extremities, in my case, I'm operated in my, in my shoulder. Um, there's nothing in the way of me getting up and taking a walk. Um, the first days after a surgery, there's nothing in the way of me doing that. Except for what? Except for my mindset. Now, after surgeries, especially when you're a, a competitive athlete, I'm a competitive power lifter, and after a surgery, you can have a tendency to fall into a state of malaise, almost like a soft depression. You know, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm operated on, I'm taken out of that training modus that I love to be in as a power lifter. I love to train powerlifting. But of course, immediately after a surgery, I can't do that. So the tendency is to fall into this state of frustration, uh, a, a depression light, if you will. And medicine against that state of mind, medicine against that mindset is movement, activity, fresh air. Um, and as an American living here in Norway, we always kind of tease the Norwegians where they th they, they seem to think that the antidote to almost any type of illness is to go outside and walk in Norwegian nature. And that's easy to make fun of, but there's a lot of truth in that. Um, for me, getting out there and, uh, and getting that fresh air and looking at the beautiful nature, that is medicine. It's medicine for my body, for my mind, and for my spirit. And of course, after shoulder surgery, you need that medicine for your body. Uh, but it's all tied together, body, mind, spirit, your mindset that has a lot to do with your physical health. So stationary body equals stationary mind. So get get on a stationary bike. Um, you can't train, I, I can't train powerlifting, but I can train other things. Um, there's nothing in the way of doing body weight exercises for my lower body, for example. You know, with my arm messed up, I can't I can't burden it with any kind of a weight. But I can get on a slant board and do body weight squats, you know, do a hundred of those, my friend, and I guarantee you, you'll feel it. Uh, okay, you can't get a, you can't put a barbell across your back, but you can squat a hundred reps with just your body weight, and I guarantee you, you'll, you'll feel that. So the point is, is that there's things that you can do uh, uh, to train, uh, train your body, you know, um, train your mind, get out there, get that fresh air, do that exercise. Um, you can also delve into the cerebral side of your health. Uh, now, what do I mean by that? Um, everybody's heard of the concept in, uh, of, of calories in versus calories out or calories in versus calories burned. Okay, here I am. I'm a power lifter. I can't train power lifting. I'm far from any thoughts of competing, but how about competing against myself when it comes to body composition, body weight. Um, I've set a goal for myself that I'm going to lose body fat. I weigh roughly 130 kilos going into my surgery. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was 130 point something kilos going into the surgery. My goal is to, as quickly as possible, get down to 120 kilos in body weight. So, okay, I can't compete powerlifting, but I can certainly compete against myself. I want to have a better version of myself. A different body composition um, is what I'm working towards now. Um, 
so that whole concept of calories in versus calories burn, here's the challenge. Um, how can I adjust my calories in? Well, I can have more um, focus on what types of food I'm putting into my body. Um, again, after a, uh, after a, a, a surgery, um, a competitive athlete, or even someone who's just the average Joe in the street, who maybe has no experience in the gym at all, uh, you can have that tendency to feel depressed because your activity level is drastically altered and it's kind of out of your control. But you can have that new focus of doing something with your body composition. And that's whether you're a competitive athlete or not. You can control what kind of calories you put in your body. Um, for me, it's just staying away from the snacks. Um, and, and, and that's, that's not, a, that's not an absolute, uh, that whole concept of staying away from the snacks. It's just a matter of moderating it and a matter of, of, of being in control of it, you know, instead of having, um, you know, instead of having a bowl of ice cream every day, save it for the weekend, save it for the, the family time when everybody's watching a movie together in the weekend, that it can be my designated snacking time. And by doing that, I've noticed a difference already just in these couple of weeks since surgery. Um, for those of you watching on um, YouTube, I'm going to try and put, uh, along with this video, I'm going to try and put a photo uh, the last photo that I took just a couple of days before surgery, so you can see what kind of shape I was in then, and I'm going to beat, uh, try and beat that shape. And again, already, just in these last couple of weeks, I can feel a difference because I have rather dramatically adjusted um, uh, my cal cal caloric intake and the types of calories that I'm putting into my body. Um, I'm going to talk about fasting as well, but that's going to be in another video. I've had uh, previous videos about fasting and what it does for me and how I incorporate that into uh, my routine when it comes to training as a power lifter. Um, so again, you have control. Uh, you can adjust the calories and the types of calories that you take in. You can train your body, uh, where you can, you know, if you're, if you're operated on your, uh, upper extremities as I am, well, train your lower extremities. If you're trained or if you're operated on your, your lower extremities, you have a knee surgery or a hip surgery. I'm sure you're able to train your upper body in some way. And you can do this regardless of your, uh, fitness level coming out of uh, a surgery. Again, this is whether you're a competitive athlete like myself, or you're just the average Joe or Jane, uh, who has never had any training experience whatsoever. How about this? How about occupying your mind? If you're the kind of, if you're the person who has never had any training experience, no, you're not familiar with the gym at all. You've never done any type of strength training. How about exercising your brain now by getting into strength training? What a way to begin. Uh, think about the motivation that you'll have if you, for the very first time in your life, you start strength training now after a surgery and you feel results, you see results. There are tangible results from strength training when you're at probably one of the weakest moments in your life because you're just coming out of surgery. Think about how that will motivate you then when you have totally recovered from your surgery and you continue training then. Think about the gains that are possible. Think about the advantages that you'll have uh, as a stronger person, as a more fit person, as a better version of your self before you went into surgery. Think about it. So, so again, look at your, um, 
uh, fit, look at your strength training, look at your nutrition. And when it comes to nutrition, it's very important that you remove temptation. Now, <clears throat> I mentioned me uh, uh, adjusting my body composi composition just by cutting out the snacks. Now, if my cupboards were full of cookies and cakes and ice cream and, 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 and frozen pizzas, well, that's, that's just going to make it all the harder for me to, uh, to achieve anything when it comes to adjusting my, my calorie intake and the types of food that I'm bringing in. So remove the temptation. Don't buy that stuff. Uh, don't have it available in your house. Make it an actual um, thing, a task that you have to do and some effort that you have to put into it if you want to have a snack. You know, you're going to have to get in the car. You're going to have to go to the store and buy it. Or if you're on uh, pain meds and you're not able to drive, you're actually going to have to ask your significant other or your friends to go out and buy you that crappy food uh, and then maybe they can actually talk you out of it. You know, I don't know, you know, figure that out, how to remove that temptation and um, evaluate in your life, in your personal life, whether or not you can uh, bring in your family members and friends to help you with that. You know, tell your wife or your husband or your friends, hey, if I ask you to go buy me uh, a bucket of ice cream, uh, remind me of my goal, right? Uh, that, that, uh, that motivation from friends and, and, and loved ones can be, uh, can be quite essential in you coming, uh, uh, you know, to the, to the, to your goal and, and, and achieving, uh, you know, I'm, uh, as I said, this is the first uh, video that I've done. And, uh, this is the first podcast episode that I've done in quite a while and I'm really feeling it. I'm kind of stumbling for my words. So forgive me if I'm not as smooth as I used to be. Is that arrogant of me to think that I was smooth at some point? No, I was at least more comfortable in, uh, in, in doing this before. Uh, none of this is scripted, so it's all off the top of my head, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe I should have written a script. Um, here, here's another thing that I want to mention. Um, you'll hear, or I hear anyway from people, hey, man, you know, take it easy now. Uh, you know, and now you're in this recovery phase, man, take it easy. And that phrase, take it easy. I, I remove that from my thoughts. I don't want to take it easy. Um, I want to take it smart. Uh, one of the worst things, of course, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physical therapist. So, you know, converse with those experts. But for me, one of the worst things that I can do after a surgery is take it easy, you know, just sit around on the couch, uh, you know, sit in the recliner and, 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 and do nothing. Uh, active recovery is what works best for me. Check with your doctor, check with your physical therapist, find out if active recovery is the best option for you. But um, again, a stagnant body leads to a stagnant mind for me and probably for most of you as well. So find out, talk with your doctor and find out if that active recovery is what is best for you. Passive recovery, I don't know. I, I can't remember where I heard this from, but uh, uh, somebody has said at some point that when it comes to recovery after an injury, things that you do to and for yourself will contribute to your recovery better than things that are done to you. Um, in other words, uh, like um, a massage or a manipulation of your injured area by some sort of therapist. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But if you move it yourself, train it yourself, and actually get some blood flow to that injured area, maybe 
that is better for you. As a rule, it's better for me. Again, I'm not an expert. I can only share what works for me, and, and then you can apply it as you and your caregivers uh, see fit. So keeping it short, I just want to say that for me, in between surgeries, active recovery has been best. Um, control of my nutrition has worked. And mental state has been paramount. Um, what do I mean by that? Um, if you have the mental state of one who is injured and incapacitated versus having a mental state of one who is in a period of recovery and you are planning that recovery with goals, you know, within X number of weeks, I want to be able to do this. And then within X number of weeks after that, I need to be able to do that. So if you have that planned recovery with very concrete goals that activate you mentally, I believe that that is the best way towards the quickest recovery in between surgeries. I consider myself a personal expert. And what do I mean by personal expert? Meaning I know what is best for me. I've done this so many times. Like I say, this is the seventh, eighth, ninth shoulder surgery that I've had. I've tried and failed to this point uh, uh, that I'm at now where I know what is best for me and how to recover the best. Um, find your path. Find your methods. Talk to your doctor, your surgeon, and your physical therapist and find out what works best for you. And then do that because knowing what's best for you doesn't do a darn thing. If you don't do that, you have to know what's best and then you have to do it. Have a plan and then activate that plan and follow it. Uh, find the motivation um, and do it. It's really that simple. So here's my very short, what, 16, 17, 18 minute long uh, podcast episode. Very short. Um, I, hope, uh, I hope there's people out there who, who can uh, get something out of this. Uh, again, uh, the worst thing that you can do after a surgery is not have a plan. So formulate a plan, execute that plan, evaluate while you're, while you're doing it, make your adjustments as needed, and just keep on marching down the road to recovering. Okay? So that's this episode of the Coming On Podcast with John Allen. Thank you all so much. Look in the description of this episode. Uh, find out how you can support me and the work that I do here. Thank you all very much. Bye now.